Welcome all to Kingdom Life Church VA Podcast. At KO, we endeavor to advance God's kingdom one life at a time. So, I pray that wherever you're listening from, that this will help you be encouraged. Here is this week's message. Dear Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's dive right on in. I believe that prayer, amen, we talk about the posture of prayer. I believe that prayer is one of the greatest keys in the kingdom of heaven and often the most neglected. My desire during this series is to help cultivate and develop your prayer life. I would like to start this series off discussing the one man, Adam, who was the first man to have intimate fellowship with God on a daily basis. They hung out together while God shared his heart with this creature called man. You know, God created us for fellowship. God created us to spend time with him. I could see them spending quality time together until the point and up until the point that his father realized that he needed something. You know, when you hang out with somebody so long, they begin to develop and understand things that you need and things that you want and things that you should have. And so Adam didn't even didn't even know that he needed anything because he believed he had everything. But God, who who sits high and looks low, amen, realized that Adam was missing something. And so so God calls a deep sleep to come upon Adam. Amen. And Adam. And, and so he pulled out of Adam a woman who Adam later called Eve. Glory to God. He named her Eve. Amen. You know, the Bible says also that it's not good for man to be alone. You know, Adam didn't know that, but God did. And so that's what happens when we're spending enough time with God. We begin to receive downloads from God and God begins to do things for us. Had we not spent time with him, we may not have known or we may have missed. Adam didn't know he needed anything. But when you are in close fellowship with the father, he provides everything that you need to make a long story short. Their fellowship was broken when Adam disobeyed God and he sinned. God came looking for Adam one sunny day saying, Adam, where are you? He came looking for God. He came looking for Adam just as he normally did. They walked in the cool of the day. They hung out together. They spent quality time together. Remember, God wasn't hanging out with animals and talking. I'm not saying he wasn't talking to them, but I mean, he may have rubbed them and everything, rubbed their manes and all that kind of stuff. He may have, you know, let them lick on or whatever. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Play with the animals like, you know, humans play with them today. Amen. But there was not some, a companion. I believe that God created man as a companion, amen, as a God man in the earth to rule and reign as he reigned and ruled in heaven and so God was looking for the Adam for this man that he had created in his image and likeness you know God is looking for him like man Adam where are you we hung out together we spent a lot of time together he wasn't looking for him geographically amen but he was he was looking for him positionally he was looking for him in his heart I believe Adam moved moved in his relationship with God in his heart It wasn't where he was located. It wasn't his stance, amen, but it was more of his posture. It was more of his posture. Where are you, Adam? And I will say that to you out there viewing today. Where are you? Where are you in your relationship with God? What is the condition of your heart? Where are you in relation to prayer and seeking the face of God? Where are you, Adam? Calling out to many Adams, amen, that that are out there even on today. Sidebar real quick. Many times people hide from God out of guilt or shame. 
from something they have done. Just as Adam hid, amen, many other people, they hide, amen, because of guilt, because of shame, they're hiding and they're, they're hiding from the one who spent quality time with them. Adam did this over 6,000 years ago and many people are doing it even today, amen, hiding from God in their heart because God knew exactly where to find Adam, but in his heart, he was trying to hide from God. Oh, Jesus, I hope y'all hearing me. Oh. At least he was trying to. For the first time, Adam is hiding from his father, his creator, his dad. I'm sure God's heart was broken. When I, when I, as I ponder this and as I went over this, you know, I began to think about the close fellowship and the close union that Father God had with his first created being and the fellowship they had hanging out together, spinning scrolls out in the park and walking around and enjoying their time together and God sharing his heart with him and Adam sharing his heart with him. And, you know, here they just, it's just them. They're the only ones that's on two legs walking around having a good time, spending time together. I believe it broke God's heart. I believe it was heartbreaking, heartbroken, amen, when, when he had to actually try to find the one that he spent so much time with prior. I believe it broke his heart. Imagine having sweet fellowship daily with your child and then something happens. You know, as a father, this was his son. This was his, his, the first of his creation as far as a, as a male seed or mankind. And here, somebody has stolen his heart. I'm sure it affected the Lord. Eventually, God banished him and his wife out of the garden in the great act of mercy. Because he couldn't allow him to stay there in that condition or he would have been damned to eternity forever in that state. So it would have really messed them up. So when they were in the garden, symbolic of being in communion or in fellowship, Every need was provided in the garden. All authority and all power since they sinned had been transferred to Satan, transferred to their arch enemy. The intimacy and fellowship was broken when they turned away from God. Now they had to pave their own way. So I kind of gave you a little synopsis. That's Genesis 1 through Genesis 3. Didn't want to take time and read all of that to you this morning. But you want to read that in your spare time. Genesis 1 uh, through Genesis uh, chapter 3. Throughout the Old Testament, God will work through a select few men of women. He didn't work through everybody. God, didn't, God wasn't able to communicate with everybody. But there were select group of prophets and priests and, and, and kings and those that he would use and those that he would still be in communion with or still be in fellowship with. But he wasn't open to the masses. He didn't, he wasn't available to have a relationship with everybody because of the trust that was broken because of what Adam did in the garden. The high priest would go into the Holy of Holies or the presence of God once a year to make atonement for the people of God. This area was separated by a large veil. Only a high priest who was ritually pure and without defect could go into the holies of holies or go into the presence of God. Amen. Any others would die going into his presence. So I just want to say this real quick. We don't need a high priest. Well, I'm going to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? We the high priest was needed in the Old Testament to go between us and God. They were the ones that made the atonement. They were the ones that communicated with God on our behalf. 
So I wanted to lay that brief foundation, Facebook and Instagram. Come on, walk with me. I know I didn't want to bore you this morning, but at the same time, I wanted to bring you up to date as far as why God desires to spend time with us, why God, God desires a relationship with us, a pure and unadulterated relationship with his children. Fast forward to Jesus. Fast forward to Jesus on the cross. He died on the cross. Him dying on the cross will solidify once and for all us being able to approach God without a high priest. Let's go to the word. Matthew chapter 27. We're going to pick it up right there. Matthew 27 uh, verse 51. Matthew 27 verse 51 says, At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom. The earth shook. Rocks split apart and tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. They left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection, went into the holy city of Jerusalem and appeared to many people. The Roman officer and the other soldiers at the crucifixion were terrified by the earthquake and all that had happened. They said this man truly was the son of God. Jesus' death on the cross signified the tearing of the veil, which allowed the people of God full access to the Father, which was lost when Adam sinned in the garden. So right now, you and I, amen, we're the ones now who can go right into the presence of God, amen. We don't need a high priest, amen. We don't need somebody to go before God on our behalf as they did throughout the entire Old Testament. But now, because of what Jesus did, we can go straight to the Father now. And I'm saying that because a lot of times, even when we ask people to pray for us, and it's okay because we're two or more gathered and we can agree as touching, two people can agree as touching, I'm going to read that in a minute, amen, then we know it's power in agreement. But you got to know that you can go to God on your own as a believer, as a child of God. You can go to God on, God on your own. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, I'm going to read verse 19 through 22. This is the Passion Translation. This is the Passion Translation. All right. It says, and now we are brothers. Now we are brothers and sisters in God's family because of the blood of Jesus. And he welcomes us to come right into the most holy sanctuary in the heavenly realm, boldly and with no hesitation. Amen. Verse 20 says, for he has dedicated a new life giving way for us to approach God. Any of us can approach God's throne now alone. This is great news. This is good news. We can come before God's throne alone. We can come by ourselves. Amen. Amen. For just as the veil was torn in two, Jesus' body was torn open to give us free and fresh access to him. And since we now have a magnificent king priest to welcome us into God's house, Verse 22 says, we come closer to God and approach him with an open heart, Amen. fully convinced by faith that nothing will keep us at a distance from him. For our hearts have been sprinkled with blood to remove impurity and we have been freed from an accusing conscience and now we are clean, unstained and presentable to God inside 
and out. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, that was just my introduction, by the way. Praise God. Amen. I hope you were amused. Amen. Had fun and had opportunity to do hand claps and hand lifts and all that kind of stuff. And grab yourself some water and some coffee. Amen. Get your Bible. Amen. Y'all ready to get in the word? Amen. You ready to go? So now the posture of prayer. Amen. Now that we have access now that we have access to the Father, as we discuss the posture of prayer, we're not talking about kneeling down. As we talk about the posture of prayer, we're not talking about posture in that way as far as how you kneel down or how you lay down prostrate before God, amen, or, amen, or sitting up straight. We're not talking about a posture in that sense, but more about the condition of your prayer life, the condition of your heart. What is the condition of your prayer life what should your posture be as believers so posture by the de by definition or posture defined is a particular way of dealing with or considering something an approach or attitude it's an approach or an attitude that's is, this is what i want you to think about as we're going through this series about posture it's an approach or an attitude? How should you be viewing prayer and spending time with God during this time? Not just what you're doing, how you're doing it, how you should look at God and how you should trust God and believe God and know that he is on the throne and that everything is going to be okay is your posture. It's your approach. Amen. It's your attitude as it relates to prayer. The posture of prayer is really about how we see God and how we see prayer as an effective operation in our life. God is looking for us to be effective. God is looking for us, amen, to bring about results uh, in the earth on today. Hebrews chapter 4 and uh, verse 16, I'll be reading out of the uh, contemporary English version, Hebrews 4 and 16. It says, so whenever we are in need, we should come bravely before the throne of our merciful God. There we, be, there we will be treated with undeserved kindness and we will find help. Hallelujah. Amen. Every time we go before God, we're, we're going to receive undeserved kindness. Amen. He, he loves us so much. Amen. He, he wants to spend time with us. He longs for us to spend that kind of time with him. But it's all about our approach and our attitude. Prayer is not a task. Prayer is not a job or an assignment. Amen. Hallelujah. Prayer is simply fellowshipping and communing with God. Prayer gives us access to the Father, which authorizes us to conduct business on his behalf in the earth. That's what prayer is. I mean, there are some things that we need to happen in the earth today, and it's going to happen through the people of God. It's going to happen through fellow believers, those who know God and those who are not afraid to approach God, those who are not hiding from God. Amen. Not even in their heart, but they're open to receive whatever God wants to do in their lives so that we can be utilized by God in the earth. So what is prayer? I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. What is prayer? What is prayer? So what is prayer? Prayer is a channel of communication between the believer and God, whereby God's power is released in the earth realm through a combination of a believer's faith in God and the word of God. Amen. Amen. Let me let me read that to you again. F prayer, again, is a channel of communication between the believer and God, 
whereby God's power is released in the earth realm through a combination of a believer's faith and the word of God. So we're doing God's bidding in the earth. So our prayers in combination with the word of God is causing manifestation and breakthroughs and the power of God to be released in the earth. People are being saved today because of your prayers. Amen. Because a lot of people don't believe in prayer. People don't believe that you can talk to God. Many religions don't believe you can touch God. Amen. They still treat him as an outdated relic. They treat him as something that's obscure or something that's out of touch. Amen. He has always been the man upstairs to, re to religious people. Amen. But listen, since, since we are believers now, he has come downstairs. Amen. He's actually in the living room now. He's fellowshipping with us now. He's not upstairs no more. He's downstairs and he's fellowshipping with his children. He's walking with us. He's talking with us. He's spending quality time with us because he's love us. He is not in his man cave hiding out by himself. Amen. While the rest of the family is in, in the living room communicating and being together. I mean. <laughs> I know we're on quarantine, but you're still part of the family. You still should be together with the family. At some point, you got to come out the cave or come from upstairs and come downstairs and fellowship with the family. Amen. <laughs> amen. I can hear all y'all amens, amens, amen, high fives, fist bumps, amen, glory to God. Amen. Praise God. Ooh, Jesus. Luke 11 and 2. You don't have to turn there, but it says when you pray, this is the Lord's prayer. If you want to read Luke 11, maybe 1 through 6 or 7 or something like that, it talks about the Lord's prayer. I don't know if we're going to talk about that in this series or not, but I just want to pull out the first little first part, Luke, uh, Luke uh, uh, chapter 11, verse 2. It just says when you pray, say. So you should be saying something when you're praying. I don't really believe in silent prayers. Amen. You know, having a moment of silence. It's okay to have a moment of silence, but what are you doing in that moment of silence? Are you praying? Are you talking to God? So, you know, I, I believe like the Bible says, when you pray, say. So you should be saying something. Amen. It doesn't say if you pray, it says when you pray. So we as believers should have a prayer life. Prayer is essential. Amen. Prayer is essential and especially during these times your prayer life is what's going to sustain you amen even during this pandemic amen it's your communion with god it's your fellowship with god you know we have a prayer call at kingdom life monday tuesday thursday and friday 6 to 7 a.m just for kingdom life members kingdom life partners amen on wednesdays we have a conference call with our men that's open to the public 5 to 6 a.m just men Amen. And then six to seven again with our with KL women. Amen. Their win uh, ministry. Amen. Women of influence. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of agreement happening during the week. And this is just what's happening at Kingdom Life. But I'm sure other churches are praying. Other churches are fasting. Other churches are agreeing and coming together. So prayer is essential. This is a time for us to touch and agree according to the word of God with fellow believers. You know, it's interesting when you when you talk about prayer and, you know, I mean, up and down timelines, people offer condolences and people talk about how much they're praying and everything. I just don't believe people is praying as much as they're saying. I just don't believe that. I don't believe people are praying much as much as they're saying they're praying. 
Because everybody throw up hand, praying hands, amen, during a time when somebody asks for prayer, but that doesn't mean that everybody's praying. So that's why I'm saying when we touch and agree with fellow believers, amen, we're doing business for God. We can cause some results and some things to happen in the earth today, like they sung about breakthrough is coming. I believe the breakthrough is coming. Glory to God. Yeah, because you got to see it and you got to expect it. No, we're not talking about a financial miracle. No, we're not talking about a new car or a new house. We're talking about a breakthrough. Talking about souls being saved, amen, set free and delivered, amen, bodies being healed from sicknesses and diseases. Those are the type of breakthroughs, amen, that are coming, amen, this coronavirus, amen, totally being eradicated or God giving the wisdom and the insight to the scientists and the doctors to create a vaccine, amen, that will help them because there's only one healer, Jehovah Rapha, it's our God that heals, amen, everybody else is just practicing, amen, hallelujah, listen, they're doing a good job, they keep practicing at it, amen, they will be really good at what they're doing, amen, Matthew chapter 8, Matthew chapter 8, Verses eight. <laughs> I can y'all tell like having a good time this morning. I'm telling you because I am having a good time. I'm flat out excited. I don't hear y'all. Amen. Out there talking. Amen. I hope y'all talking, but I don't hear you. But I am having a great time this morning. Glory to God. I'm glad to go to church. I was so glad to come in the building. Amen. And be before you this morning. I'm excited. Amen. About all that the Lord is doing. I'll give you time to flip your scriptures. Matthew chapter 18. Verse 18 through 20 says, I promise you in the year of promise, I promise you that God in heaven will allow whatever you allow on earth, but he will not allow anything you don't allow. You know, the traditional scripture, King James Version said, what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. What you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, this is this is uh, the prayer, the power of prayer. This is, you understand, your prayer life. Amen. Linking your faith with God's word. Amen. Which produces power. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Verse 9, 19 says, I promise that when any two of you, you, you and you, remember last week, you, 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 you and you, any two of you, any two of you, just pick two, any two, any two of you, amen, any two of you on earth agree about something, the power of agreement. I promise that when any two of you, any two of you on earth agree about something you are praying for. Uh-oh, here comes the power. Here comes the power. Here comes the substance of prayer. Here comes the believer's faith, linking with the word of God. Amen. When any two of you agree about something you're praying about, my father, who father? Mine. Whose? Mine. Come on, don't be afraid to talk. All right. Amen. At least I got five people in here that can say something. Amen. Somebody say something to me because I'm talking to cameras right now and they're not saying anything because I can't hear them or see them. But y'all that's here, say something. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. No, when two people come together, a combination of the word of God and their, their faith in the word of God, something supernatural happens. But, but who is saying this? Jesus is talking. What I want to get to. Jesus is talking. But he's talking about how to get to the Father. How to communicate to the Father. He is giving us instructions about how to pray. And I'm going to cover next week. Amen. Because I ain't going to get to it today. I know. I'm going to cover next week about, you know, just about how to pray and who name and all, how to pray in Jesus' name and all that. How that came about and all that kind of stuff. But, but this is what Jesus is saying. He says, my Father in heaven would do it for you. Jesus said, look, I ain't doing it for you. I'm not doing it for you. 
My Father in heaven is going to do it for you. I, I really, I'm just chilling. I'm at that right hand of the Father right now when I leave here. But my Father is going to do this for you. Verse 20 says, whenever two or three of you come together in my name, I am there with you. Amen. That is so important to know that even in the midst right now, two or three of us is in this room. His presence is here. Yeah. Wow. Your presence is an open door. I'm so glad I sing, I sing gospel songs when, when I'm led to. Amen. Amen. Instead of reverting back to songs I knew before I was saved. Right. Yeah. Your presence, God. So, so spending time and being here with two or more people, he says, I am there with you. It's very important for every believer to have a consistent prayer life. Every child of God should get to a place where they are praying and spending time with God on a daily basis. The flesh doesn't want to pray. The flesh doesn't want to pray. The flesh doesn't want to spend time with God. The flesh doesn't understand it, symbolic of your body. Your body doesn't want to pray in your mind. Your mind don't want to pray. It's time to pray, but it's boring. It's work. I don't want to pray. I don't, you know, because... If, if, I, if, I don't, if I don't see it the way I need to see it, if I'm not seeing right, if my approach is not right, if my attitude is not right, if my posture is not right, then I'm not going to benefit from the prayer that I've just sent up to heaven. Amen. So we should all get to a place where we're making our flesh pray. Look, you're going to pray. You're going to pray, pray even though you don't want to pray. Prayer keeps us from fainting, saints. Prayer keeps us from fainting. Prayer also reveals the heart and the mind of God. Prayer reveals the heart and the mind of God. Let's look at Psalms chapter 27, uh, verses 13 and 14. This is what it says. It says, I would have lost heart. I would have fainted. Wow. How many people are fainting today because they don't have a prayer life? How many people are fainting today because they don't know God? Because there, so many people are still hiding from God like Adam did. They're hiding. They're hiding in the garden. They're hiding amongst the trees. They're hiding from God. They're, they're, they're thinking that God don't see them, but really God sees them. And people are hiding from God. And they're fainting in their faith because they're not spending quality time with God. And that's why you need to get that series from last month, Be Ready. Or like when I close out last week, Be Ready because it's too late to get ready. Come on, you got to be ready already. When you need prayer, when you need fellowship with God, amen, it needs to be there. You need to go right in there, enter right into that worship, enter right into that praise. I would have lost heart. David saying this, I would have lost heart. I would have fainted unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Doesn't matter what you're experiencing right now. You got to see the Lord's goodness through this pandemic. Even while we're in the midst of struggle, and even while we're in the midst of layoffs and people getting diseased and sickness and people even dying, praise God. We still need to see, amen, the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. God is still good, even while there's closures happening. Even when we don't know when the government is going to open back up. We don't know when our community is going to open back up and things are going to go back. Amen. As they were, or as some say, a new normal. Amen. Because we don't want what we had. We want something better than what we had. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. We're not coming out of this sabbatical, off this hibernation time, or out of this, however you want to look at it, out of this time, amen, or this season, amen, that's been preserved for us to draw closer to him. We're not coming out of this season the same. We're coming out changed and transformed. We're coming out as new believers, fresh believers, being refreshed, amen, because of the quality time that we're spending with God. Not that we couldn't have did that before, but because of the pandemic, the pandemic, amen, is, is bearing down on us and it's causing us to, to, to relook at some things, to, to, to check out some things again. Amen. amen. Cause us to examine ourselves and examine our lives. Amen. And search ourselves. Amen. And see if we are still in the faith. Right. You got to know your assignment is greater than your sickness. Mm. Doesn't matter how sick you are. Doesn't matter what's going on. Come on, doesn't matter how many pills you take every day. You got to begin to still confess the word of God. Even in the midst of hurt and pain, you got to say what the Lord says. Right. Glory to God. You got to believe God. Yeah. Amen. You got to stand on the word of God during this time, believer. Amen. Don't you dare faint. Don't you dare give up. This is not the time to quit. This is not the time to give up. God is shaping and molding you in this season. Everything's not going to be a bed of roses. Hallelujah. The Lord is still on the throne. And that's why I love, love uh, verse, verse 14. Verse 14 says, wait on the Lord. Yes. Glory to God. Yes. No, we're not just waiting. We're not just pondering around. We're not just, just lollygagging. Amen. Wait on the Lord. But we're waiting with expectation. Hallelujah. We're waiting, amen, with the correct posture, with the right approach, with the right attitude. We're not complaining, amen, because of what's happening. We're not sharing everything that's negative. Come on, saints. Come on, man. You're a Christian. You're a believer. Why are you sharing everything that's negative? You're a man of God. You're a woman of God, man. You need to utilize your faith. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what's going on in the earth. We as believers should be speaking the word of God and trusting the word of God regardless. What would Daniel do in this pandemic? Glory to God. Come on, what would the three Hebrew boys do if they were caught up in the middle of a pandemic? Amen. Them boys stood while everybody else bowed down. Where are the Christians that's going to stand in this hour? Where are the Christians, amen, that's not afraid or ashamed of the gospel in this hour? I'm not backing down. I'm not giving up on my faith. I'm not thinking, where is God? God is where he was, amen, before the pandemic came, glory to God. And he's still here and he's still on the throne in the midst. Of all that we're going on. Wait on the Lord, saints. Yes. Wait on the Lord. I don't know what to do. Wait on the Lord. Yes. Wait on the Lord. <laughs> says, be of good courage. Good courage. Yes. And he shall what? Strengthen your heart. Yes. Remember I told you earlier, amen, many people have moved away from God in their heart. Yes. God's heart is broken because he sees your heart. Man looks at the outward appearance. You may be sitting in church. You may be throwing up holy hands, but God see your heart that you've moved away, that you're not in right fellowship with him. He's trying to get your heart back in alignment. Amen. So that he can strengthen it. Amen. Glory to God. He wants to strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Did I say the Lord? Yeah. Wait, I say on the Lord, on the Lord. <laughs> wait on the Lord. Hallelujah. Prayer will help us not to grow weary while we're doing good. Everybody know the scripture in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. Do not grow weary while you're doing good. 
in due season you're going to reap if you what? Faint not. Come on. If you faint not, you don't faint. You're going to reap. There's a due season. There's something greater waiting on you. If you hold on to your prayer life, if you keep the right posture. No, you can be laying down, kneeling down. Amen. Laying prostrate. Glory to God, sitting up straight and trying to be all proper, but your heart is still not in right relationship with God. So I'm not talking about that posture because even though you're laying down, your heart is not with him. I'm talking about your attitude. I'm talking about your approach to prayer. The posture of prayer will, will cause a right alignment to come where you and God, your heart and his word and your belief and your trust are all in alignment together, which causes a breakthrough which causes the manifestation of the word of God to come to pass because you believe what you're actually saying. All right. oh. Prayer will help us not to grow weary while we're doing good. Our posture is towards heaven. Come on, we should be crying, but we're praising God. Hallelujah. We should be feeling hopeless. Amen. But we know our hope is in the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. We should be sad, but we're excited. Amen. Glory to God. Why? Because we're in communion with God. We're not hiding any longer. We, we've come back to know him. We want to know him. We want to know him even more. Yes. Mm. Your posture during this time is very important. Yes. I want to encourage you to have a posture of prayer, a posture of prayer. Prayer will keep a healthy dose of the fear of the Lord on us. Amen. Prayer, going to prayer and seeking the Lord will keep a healthy dose of the fear of the Lord on you. We want to always walk around and have some kind of fear of God on us. Yes. Not afraid, but just the fear of the Lord. Just understand that he is God. Proverbs tells us, 1 and 7 said, the, beginning of the, fear, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But then that, the other half of that says, but fools despise wisdom and instructions. Whew. Where's the fear of the Lord on today? Where, the, where is the fear of the Lord on today? Where's the fear of the Lord? The reverential fear of God is what draws us closer to him. I'm so honored to be a child of God, so honored to be in his presence, so honored to be able to spend time with him. I don't got to pray. I get to pray. Amen. So honored that I, that I can go by myself into a secret place. And spend quality time with a God that I can't see who says he loves me so much. Man, I want you to snap out of it today. Yes. Snap out of it, Instagram. Snap out of it, Facebook, podcast listeners. Snap out of it. Snap out whatever else you believe. God loves you. Yes. He wants to spend quality time with you. He wants to commune with you. He wants fellowship with you. He wants to do download instructions to you. He wants to minister to you. He wants to give you a hope and a future. There are some things that he has spoken in his word that he wants to do for you. And he hasn't changed. And his word hasn't changed. So therefore, we'll remain consistent. We're going to stay stable. Amen. We're not going to move to the left or the right. We're not going to be children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, every new message or every new this or that comes up. We're not going to be moved by that. We're going to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. That's right. Knowing that our help comes from the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Some of us are more afraid of a virus 
than we are of God. Mm. Let me let, let that just sink in for a minute. Some of us are more afraid of a virus than we are of God. Matthew 10, 28. I don't think I gave him this scripture, but I want to read this. It says, and do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Amen. Catching the coronavirus is not the worst thing that could happen. Mm. I'm not more afraid of a virus than I am of my relationship with God and knowing what God means to me. And I want to encourage you. Don't allow the fear of this virus to be greater than your fear of the Lord that you miss heaven because you don't think God is real. Because you don't think God is on the throne because you don't think that he is there for you. He loves you so much. He has an absolute plan for you. He wants the best for you. But we have to spend time with him. We have to understand that he wants to commune with us. He wants to fellowship with us daily. He wants, to, he wants to communicate with us on a daily basis. He's always talking. People say they can't hear God. I say you're not listening. He is always talking. He always gives us the answers. He always provides answers for us. We don't need a prophet. I mean, I don't knock prophets, amen, but we don't need a prophet per se to come and to tell us something, amen, unless we're being extremely hard-headed. Extremely hard-headed. Prophets not just prophesying houses and clothes and homes. No, they prophesying, get your heart right. right. Get your life right. Those are real prophets. Yeah. Come on, get your, get your house in order, doggone it. 15 years, because you about to die today. That's what, that what they told Hezekiah. Yeah. Prophet ain't coming there with no good news. What the? Yeah, yeah prophet, yeah, they came over. Elijah came over there told old boy Hezekiah that he's getting ready to die. So get your house in order, Hezekiah. Come on, man. Get your, make sure your funeral plan straight. Make sure you don't leave all this debt here for your family. Amen. So people got to do a GoFundMe and all that just to bury you. Listen, get your house in order, Hezekiah, because you're going to die today. You're going to die today. But you know what happened? Hezekiah began to cry out to God and say, God, remember? Remember, Lord, I'm your boy. I was the one that was on the front lines. I was the one that was praying and interceding. I was the one that did X, Y, and Z. This is what I love about him. If you don't have that kind of story or you don't have that kind of relationship with God, guess what? You're just dead that day. But before the prophet got out of the courtyard, God has spoke a word. Say, go and tell him I'm going to add 15 years to, my, to his life. Amen. That, that brother, yes, sir, he was my main man. Amen. He, he definitely was an intercessor. He was one, amen, that, that, that bid it on the people's behalf. Amen. Go and tell him I'm going to add 15 more years to his life. Right. Do you have that kind of testimony with God? Mm. Are you able to plead with God, amen, when something's going on? Are you able to share things with God so much of what you've done in the earth today? Talk about for the Lord. John, John 14, John 14, John 14. Oh, man. Somebody must need to hear all that this morning. John chapter 14. Hallelujah. John chapter 14. I'm going to read verse 12, 12 through 14. Amen. Amen. Uh, yeah. 12 through 14. This is the amplified version. Uh, it says, I assure you, I assure you. And most solemnly say to you, anyone who believes in me as Savior will also do the things that I do. Oh, Jesus. 
I'm not going to offer too much commentary for this this week, praise God. Uh, yeah, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, anyone who believes in me as Savior will also do the things that I do. And he will do even greater things. Not, okay, not, not, uh, not just what Jesus do, greater things, so oh, greater things. Greater things than these in extent and outreach because I'm going to the Father. Verse 13 says, and I would do whatever you ask in my name as my representative. This I would do so that the father may be glorified and celebrated in the son. If you ask me anything in my name as my representative, I will do it. Oh, man, look, listen, I, I only have enough time to, to begin to break this down. Amen. But we're going to pick up. We're going to pick up right there. Amen. On next week. But listen to me. Listen to me very closely. Many people are religious, but they don't have relationship with God. And I want to be able to bring out to you. Amen. How. Amen. There are people that God is drawing closer in this hour because of because of the things he wants to do in the earth today. Remember Noah, remember Noah, the Bible say he was a just man. Noah was a just man. He was a just man. You know, Noah didn't have the Bible. Noah didn't have worship music he can listen to and you listen to and just get in the presence of God and just listen to all this worship music and just, you know, just get in the presence and begin to worship God and everything. He had his presence without all the other external things. He had a true relationship with God and he didn't need the extra to have the relationship with God. Because sometimes we can get mixed up and we will think that the song or the music or how we do things with the music is what brings about the relationship. And that is not true. That is not true. Paul said, I count my life as dumb. Paul has a huge resume, a huge resume. But he said, I count that all as dumb just to know him. Just to know him. Paul's resume was extensive, but he says, I counted all as loss just to know him. Do you know him today? Amen. Do you know the Lord today? Do, do you really know the Lord? You know, we started off this, this series, amen, just uh, talking about Adam who had a perfect relationship with the father. How can you have everything you need? Everything you need that you didn't even know you needed. And still walk away from God. You know, the reason he walked away is because he was lured away. We know the story. He was lured away. He was deceived. His wife was deceived. He was deceived. Amen. They both fell into a trance. They, they began to listen to other voices that pulled them away from the heart of God. Even though what was being shared with them sounded good and it appeared to be good. I'm only, eat, I'm only eating a piece of fruit. It can't be that bad. I know what God said, but it's just fruit. You know how people say today, oh, it's just, it's not that serious. It's just a piece of fruit. I mean, it can't be that bad. And the devil agreed, but he stripped the anointing right off their back and stripped the fellowship right off their back to the point that they no longer could fellowship with God. God banished them from the garden. God put them outside of the garden and then put cherubims there to guard it with a flaming sword that went on all directions 
so that you're not even coming back in this garden. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus who allows us to come back in his presence, that we can know him, that we can spend time with him. I want to reach out to you today. You may be listening right now. You may be watching right now on Instagram. You may be watching right now on Facebook. You may not know the Lord. You may not have a real relationship with him. Maybe you've heard about him. But you don't have to talk through somebody else to him. You can talk to God on your own. We don't need a high priest today. I'm not trying to disrespect any other religions, but we don't need to sit in a booth today and talk to a man and, and share with him all of our sins as if he is going to be the one that's going to forgive us. Those days are over. We can go to the Father on our own now. We can go boldly to the throne of grace in our time of need. You can talk to God on your own. He wants a real relationship with you today. I don't know who I'm talking to, but he wants a real relationship with you. He wants to spend quality time with you. He wants you to take this time to get to know him. Don't miss this opportunity. Man, the whole world has been slowed down just so he can get in the right relationship with you. Please don't miss this opportunity. Don't play around with this opportunity for him to draw closer to you. I want to give four appeals today. You may be out there, you don't know the Lord. That's the first appeal. It's the same appeal that, 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 that many of us have to go through in, in when we're addicted to drugs or we're struggling with any type of addictions. The first step is always just admitting the challenge. At some point, we got to become clean and be honest with ourselves that our life is a wreck. That us being in control of our life is turning it up. We need some help. And when we come to God, we come the same way. I'm a sinner. God, I need your help. I'm tired of trying to do it on my own. I'm tired of trying to figure everything out on my own. I don't know what to do. I don't know what my next step is. I don't know how to handle this situation or that situation. But the first step is just to give your life to him. If the Holy Spirit has convicted or inspired you to join or reach out to us through today's message, then email us at kingdomlifechurchva at gmail.com. If you would like to give towards this ministry or find out more, check out our website, which is kingdomlifeva.com, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Kingdom Life VA. Thank you for listening, and be sure to subscribe so you can hear more messages.